From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about what to do when you are struggling with sexual desire. And there's an anonymous quote that says, just because you are struggling doesn't mean that you are failing. That's the truth. And that's it. And that's what we're going to be focusing on in today's show. But first, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, maybe someone who's experienced breakthrough or, or the rebuilding of trust. And this hug comes from an email that we received that started off by saying, my husband and I are planning on eventually writing a longer version of our story to you, but I feel compelled to write you to you now that we are on day 17 of our what started as a seven days of sex challenge. She said, once we passed seven, we decided to just keep going until one or both of us needs a break. Coming from a traumatic youth and then being re-traumatized within our marriage due to my husband's sex addiction, I definitely have had my doubts that we would ever rebuild our marriage, wow. never mind our sexual intimacy. Amongst other things, we have found that your podcast and website have helped us not rebuild, but create a solid marriage mm. that is not even a comparison to the life we started with. Our relationship is truly a team now, and we are more solid than either of us have ever dreamed. Thank you so much for your love and support and honesty. Looking forward to number 18 tonight, but must say I'm even more so looking forward to our day together in general. Mm. Love you guys. That's awesome. That, wow. That's amazing. Love that's, it. that's just a wow. You know, and it's part of what has happened, even just in that story, you know that at some point in time, one or both of those spouses struggled with desire mm -hmm. within the marriage. And that's what this whole show is wrapped around because we're still, you know, here we are when the show's being first released. It is, we're still in 2020. We're still in the midst of, you know, this very, very interesting season of COVID and, and stay at home orders and, you know, kids being around all the time and financial stress and all of these different kinds of things. And it's all taking a toll. Mm -hmm. on marriage, you know, it might be, you know, the financial job, the financial situation, the bills coming in and you're like, how are we going to pay these? It might be that, you know, jobs are really tenuous right now. Are we working from home? What does that look like? Am I going back into the office? What are, what's my exposure? You know, all of these different things. It could be. Have you been furloughed, laid off? I mean, there's so many different things that are, that are going on right now. I mean, has, is your business growing? Mm-hmm. You know, are you, are you guys just doing amazing? And, and I've heard from a number of folks whose businesses are, and, and there's a, a, a almost a, a guilt right now, like, oh, we're, we're doing good, but I really don't want to say that because so many others are hurting. It's like survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. And, and so maybe that's where you're, where you're at. Or you're trying to figure out, you know, as we are in summer 2020, what your kids are going to be doing with school mm -hmm. come this fall and you're weighing all of your options. And so you're, you're trying to juggle all of that stuff or, or maybe there's been some health challenges during the season, whether they are COVID related or just all of the other health issues that people can have or family conflict, you know, with being on different sides of this whole thing. And, you know, a lot of these things are putting stress, a lot of these circumstances are putting stress on not just you as an individual, but also the two of you as, as a couple unit. And we know, I mean, we've talked about it on the show that, you know, in certain instances, when you're feeling stressed, your desire can 
can jump up. I mean, we were having dinner with a couple the other night and we were talking about stress and they're both like, nah, like when we're feeling stressed, bring it on. Like right. we, we want, we want more sex. And yet there are others of you who maybe all of that stress is actually like, it's, it's occupying a lot of mental real estate. And I would say just suppressing that desire. There's a lot on your mind. There's a lot on your plate. There's a lot, there are a lot of moving parts and your sexual desire where maybe beginning of the year, you were all for it. You were good. And right now you're sort of on the other side of that going, oh gosh, I, I just, I can't get there. Mm-hmm. And you know, desire is this really kind of funny thing. Right. Because when we have it, it just feels, it feels so natural and mm-hmm. it feels so easy. And it's just kind of like, I want you and I want to be with you and I want to be naked with you. And, and whatever, however that expresses itself in you, when, when it's there, you just know it. Right. Mm-hmm. And everything is, you know, thumbs up. It's rainbows and unicorn. It's smile on everybody's face. And then you have the flip side of when desire is not there. Mm-hmm. And then it just feels like this really elusive you know, construct, this idea, like people have desire. What's wrong with me? Why don't, why don't I feel the desire? You know, am am I going to get it back? Like, will this come back? Why is this so complicated? And we start getting into this, almost this tornado of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Really just that downward spiral. And and so it's, you can be in these two polar opposites. And it could be happening during this time as well, mm-hmm. as in as in your life, in any season of your life, there can be seasons where, man, that that sexual desire is there. It's heightened even under stressful situations, and there can be other times when it's not there under stressful situations. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's been really interesting. I mean, Tony and I have been behind these microphones for ten and a half years, so we've mm-hmm. had a lot of conversations about you know desire in general, but but desire just even between he and I. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the last few weeks, we have been in this place of just, you know, I think the simplest way to say it is just blah, right? Yeah. In and out of the bedroom, right? Just kind of like, oh, why does it feel like between, you know, kids and work and COVID and stay at home orders and all the political stuff, like we're just going through the motions, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, we found ourselves, you guys, we found ourselves getting to the end of our days, you know, our intimacy lifestyle looks like Tony has the privilege to initiate Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. My days where I have the privilege to initiate are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And we both found ourselves for a number of weeks in a row getting to that last day <laughs> and just being like, oh. We don't have it. <laughs> oh, this, it isn't, this isn't like what it's been before. Mm, yeah, where you're like, huh, I, I, I could just go to sleep. Oh yeah, many a times I felt like that on that Tuesday for myself because we I hadn't initiated on Sunday or Monday, and I I would feel myself on Tuesday just sort of going, let's just roll through the day and let's get to bed, and and if I read for about ten fifteen minutes, I'm pretty much out. I mean, my limit is probably fifteen minutes. At least I can read for like an hour, but for me, reading is honestly I don't even know what I'm reading. I'm just reading for the sake of it. Just gets me mm-hmm. to fall asleep quickly. Um, so I can remember a number of Tuesdays just going, okay, I cannot pick up my book mm-hmm. because if I do, I'm going to fall asleep right now. Yeah. And it's the, you know, what if I don't say anything, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I'm, I can tell I'm tired. I can tell he's tired. You know, we've, we've just been running and, and it was this place you guys that was uh, very eerily reminiscent of where Tony and I were 
before we ever did our 60 days of the sex challenge. Yeah. And if you haven't heard our story on the 60 days of sex challenge, it's episode one. Yes. So just go you on back. Just, yeah. Some, some, I will just tell you guys right now, some of your podcast apps will not have it. Right. Others will on the website, one extraordinarymarriage.com. You can go all the way back and you can find it there. Yeah. And, and that place where we were all those years ago, like we didn't, we didn't talk about our lack of desire. We didn't talk about the challenges that we were facing. We would just ignore the problem mm-hmm. and hope that it would go away. And that didn't serve us really well. And that's why, you know, we have to jump into this place of saying, okay, wait a minute. We understand that there are struggles for desire mm-hmm. out there, right? A lot of times we're getting those emails from you guys or those, you know, Facebook messages or Instagram messages where you're saying, you know, and I'm the high desire spouse and this is the challenge that we're facing in our marriage or I'm the low desire spouse. This is the challenge I'm facing. But like where we found ourselves was what happens when there's no desire or little desire on board? both sides. Mm-hmm. Right. How, you know, because usually if somebody's like, yeah, okay, like, come on, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to draw you out. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're going to get into this and it's going to be good. And then when you've got two people that are like, huh, what now? Right. What do we do now? And you know, when we started experiencing that in our own marriage, we actually went to you guys on Instagram and said, Hey, has this ever happened in your marriage? Right. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in this place where both of you are struggling for desire at the same time? And Thank God for the one family, because 77% of you said, yes, this has happened to us. Mm. And my first reaction, you guys, was we're not alone. Mm-hmm. We're not alone in this place of we're stuck. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, what became interesting, too, is we started looking at the responses of what happens in your marriage when this is the case. You know, there were comments like, well, sex will get awkward. Right. Or it'll, it'll take a back seat or, you know, we, we realize it. And so that's when we, we start going, okay, how can we regroup? Mm-hmm. And some yeah. others will say, okay, well, if we're, if we're not having sex because the desire for that isn't there, what else can we do? Right. How, how can we engage in other forms of, if it's not going to be sexual intimacy, other forms of physical intimacy, like, like hugging or cuddling, or, you know, maybe we'll just sit and have a conversation, you know, with the emotional intimacy. And, you know, one of the things that I think was so significant was that, you know, for so many of you, and and this is where Tony and I were too, that when you're both struggling with desire, that's when you really start to become aware of the disconnect. Yeah. Right. What does that look like when, when we're not connecting sexually and then, then the conversations stop happening because we're both kind of feeling that like, ugh, I don't know how to approach this conversation. Or, or you, you, some of you said it, it just feels like we're drifting apart, mm. right? That chasm, you know, I, I liken, you know, there, were, there have been seasons in our marriage where it feels like Tony and I have been standing on either side of the Grand Canyon. Right. And, and that's what this started to feel like. Like we were, we were kind of like, you know, not quite Grand Canyon status, but you could feel that drift of going, we're, we're just not connecting here. And, and some of you were even so vulnerable to share that, that when that happens, when you both aren't feeling the desire that you get into this pattern of not having sex. A- and then you start this downward spiral of, well, we're not having sex. We're not connecting. We're not having conversations. If we do have a conversation, then it's just curt and maybe harsh words and things like that. And it's like, where does it stop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, the thing that hit me as I was reading all of those responses and even seeing it in our own marriage is that, you know, the struggle with desire, you know, that maybe just starts with, wow, there's a lot of stress in our life. 
can rather quickly turn into this really big thing mm-hmm. of what's, you know, the questions start coming, what's going on between us? Are, are we okay? Are, are we, are, are, are we falling apart? Right? Like that quote that we opened with, right? Just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're failing, but you can feel the perception is, yeah, we are failing. Mm-hmm. We are in this place and, and in understanding this and digging through this with you guys, we realize that we need to talk about this struggle so that when it happens, you actually have a plan to execute, which is a proactive approach, right? right? As opposed to slipping into this place of, of all the strong negative emotions and this greater disconnect, which is actually a reactive response, mm-hmm. right? The one family proactive, right? Everybody else reactive. But so we want to talk about that after we get this word from our sponsor. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we asked you all, you know, what did you, what do you do, right? How do you rekindle the sexual intimacy when you're in this place of feeling no desire or little desire? And, you know, some of you said, you know, we'll just plan a a hot steamy night or we'll schedule sex, which Mm. we're big fans of. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about it. We'll plan a date night. We'll romance one another. Yeah. And, you know, what I, what I love about those responses and you guys, I mean, we get hundreds of responses. We can't like, we would spend, you know, hours just listing every response here, but your, your responses collectively reminded me and Tony, as we were talking about this, that not every sexual encounter starts with the butterflies. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. It, it doesn't, it starts with this idea that we have to take action, <laughs> right? If you look at the, like all of those things, plan, schedule, talk, romance. None of those are wait and see. What's going to happen. Right. It's all, we're going to do something. And it, all of those by and large are one person saying, Houston, we have a problem and I'm going to do something to fix that problem. Because so many people, and we've done this ourselves, will just say, you know what? I'm just going to wait until I'm feeling it. Mm -hmm. Like, like when the, when I feel the desire again, then I'll make a move on my spouse. 
when I feel romantic, then I'll do something. But the reality is, what if that feeling doesn't come back? Because feelings are kind of these fickle little things that just sort of like hang out on their own and, and they can come and they can go and they can come and they can go. And, you know, but, but the one thing that you can control are the actions that you do take because you can actually jumpstart your feelings mm-hmm. by doing those things that you know have a high likelihood of a positive response. Yeah. And so for Elisa and I, she brought it up, you know, it's, it's been a few weeks and I think this week we, we got out of that mm-hmm. this week. Definitely. We, we were like, Whoa, okay. But the weeks prior, you know, we would, we would be lying there in bed and just sort of going, all right, are we gonna, are we gonna be intimate tonight? Are we going to connect sexually tonight? And one thing I learned in this moment was even though I wasn't feeling it at that moment, like there's, we, we talk about spontaneous, sex, right? We, we want it to be spontaneous. We want it to be something that is just like, oh my gosh, it just hit me and we did it. And, and we have a show called Spontaneous Sex versus Scheduled Sex and why we prefer scheduled sex. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons why here. Because had we waited for this spontaneous like feeling, this spark, this emotion to happen, we wouldn't have had sex. We wouldn't have connected sexually. We would have gone our own ways. And yet, knowing that we have this commitment to one another, Mm -hmm. we turn to one another and we begin to kiss one another and we begin to touch one another and we begin to talk to one another. And with that, the emotions and the feelings begin to come. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to say they were like, oh my gosh, right there in the the first moment, it it was just like sparks and we were just like, oh my gosh, this is great and we're going to... No, we had to, we had to engage one another and talk to one another emotionally. We had to be there. We had to physically be there. We had to touch one another. We had to engage in foreplay. You know, we had to, we had to get the engine moving Mm -hmm. in a car. You, you, you sit in a car and it's not going to go anywhere until you put the key in it and you turn the engine over. And sometimes we got to turn the engine over a couple of times for it to ca- connect and go, right? Mm-hmm. And get started. That's so good. It's the same thing with our bodies. Like we, we desire it to just be boom, going, but it doesn't. And so are you willing and were we willing to go through that awkwardness of that that initial time of like, are we are we really going to enjoy this? Mm-hmm. Because that's what's going on through your mind. Mm-hmm. And like, do we really, like, is this really going to make a difference? To, is it like, am I really going to be engaged here? And and I'll tell you, th- there was some time in there where we were like, okay, we're, we're, we're connecting with the, the engines moving. All right. Now we're starting to, we're fi- We're finally getting into our groove again. And, and, and that heightened desire for one another was there. Mm-hmm where we were able to have an amazing sexual experience. And it just it just showed me that, wow, had we not set up the intimacy lifestyle 12 years ago, I think we would have just sat there and we would have just waited and waited and one of us would have fallen asleep and nothing would have happened. We may have made some mention of it the day after or something, but I really believe we would have just said, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the next time we, the next time we feel 
that desire, that emotion, then we'll have sex. Well, we weren't feeling that for a few weeks and we continued to engage one another on our nights both ways. Mm -hmm. And it was such a, such an interesting experience to be, be in because we talk about this all the time. Elisa and I love the intimacy lifestyle. And so this was one of those moments where it was just like, I am so glad that we have put this into play, that we have put this into practice, that we are committed to one another, that we are willing to even, like when we know we're not there, to engage one another. Like we got to turn, we got to put the key and we got to turn the engine. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not just, it's not just the sexual aspect of it. Cause I remember one of those nights where I'm like, dude, I know you got to be feeling it. And I just, I got nothing. And we actually had a really good conversation. Well, I said the emotional intimacy. Right. But, but, but I, I just want to explain kind of what that looked like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Please. Because, because my assumption was because we weren't actually, you know, digging into this. We both kind of were like dancing around it prior to this one particular conversation. And I was just like, yeah, well, you're probably feeling it, but I'm just like, wow, dude, I'm on fumes. And, and he's like, honestly, I'm in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it was really significant in that moment for me that all of these years that we have learned learned to talk about sex, learned to talk about the challenges that we've been facing. Guys, we did not start our marriage like this, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be real clear. The first 12 years, we barely talked about sex. We, we had no vocabulary for it. It was like, hey, want to have sex? No, yes. Okay, good. A- and so what we've, what we've crafted over the last 12 years of our marriage, this ability to go, hey, I'm going to be transparent with you. I'm going to be vulnerable I'm going to trust that we can have a conversation with this and you're not going to, you're not going to shut me down or, or tell me that's stupid or, or any of this stuff like that. That's another aspect of the intimacy lifestyle. It's not just the fact that sex is scheduled. It's that it gives you this place and space to be able to talk about your sexual intimacy so that when things feel off and you all know, I've shared it, you know, when Tony's dad was dying and he's like, I'm going to need more sex. And I'm like, that to me was crazy. But again, that was, that was a different impact of stress. Mm-hmm. And because we had the intimacy lifestyle as our framework, I'm like, okay, what is that going to look like? So now when we're in this place where we're under stress and we're not feeling, it's like, what does this look like? And thank God we're simultaneously doing the series on the kissing game. Mm-hmm. Because even in all of this, I'm like, Alisa, you have committed to kissing Tony. So get in the game and kiss him. And I will tell you the night that we had this really in-depth conversation and we got our groove back. Let me tell you where that started. It started with the conversation followed up by my thoughts swimming in my head. You need to kiss your husband. And I did. And he's like, wow, that was really good. And I'm like, oh, oh, that that was the key. That was the 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 key. That was that, that turning of the key. If you, if you haven't started your own intimacy lifestyle, or you're looking at how do we set this up? We have a planner called the Intimacy Lifestyle Planner. I would highly suggest you pick that up mm-hmm. and start working through it. Or maybe you've been doing it and it's not working out exactly like you want. Pick up the planner because that's going to give you the guide you need to stay on course together. So you can get that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash IL planner. It is a lifesaver. And I'm not saying we're out of the woods at this point in time. I I do know that we learn and we grow. I will say that this last time that we were sexually intimate, it was amazing because it, it just was this, it was more of a within our intimacy lifestyle. It wasn't 
at the end of the day, the last thing on our plate, we, we got creative, we got out of our box, we got we, we, we found time in the day that we could do it. And that was just one of those things that I think we both needed. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of you over the years have been like, that whole scheduling sex thing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just want you to know uh, from our perspective, this is what is been a lifeline for our marriage in this season. Mm -hmm. It's given us a structure to fall back on. It allows us not to drift too far away from one another, not to drift too far, you know, into this place of sexlessness or infrequent sex. It says, you know what, you made this commitment. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter to me what Tony's commitment is. The most important thing is what is the commitment that I made to him? And that's the thing with the intimacy lifestyle. What is the commitment that you personally have made to your spouse? And if you both adopt the mindset that I've made this commitment and I need to honor it, then you will do what it takes to say, you know what? Yeah, I made this commitment. Let's, we might be a slow start. It might be like an engine on a cold winter day mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, we're good. like, this is going to take a little time, mm-hmm. right? But you know, once the engine gets warmed up, it's good to go. The same thing is true with us, you guys. I mean, I got to a place, you know, when we were in that spot with Tony where I'm like, okay, engine's warm. Engine is humming. Let's do this thing. And it was good. But the only reason that it was good is because we made a commitment to one another and we honored that and said, let's do this together. We're on the same team. The challenge is the stress and everything else that we're under. The challenge is not you. It's not me. This is our challenge. This is our problem. How do we as a team, because of the commitment that we've made to one another, how do we as a team walk out this commitment to one another? Yeah. And so this week, if, if you've been struggling with desire, know that you're not alone. And yet, if you're intentional and you take action, some things can begin to change. If you start to see it differently, if you begin to view it from a new perspective, things in your bedroom and inside of you can still come to fruition and to have an amazing sexual experience with your spouse. You guys, as we close this episode, we want to let you know, we've been doing the One Extraordinary Marriage show this way, in this format, in some like iteration of it for the last 10 and a half years. And in the near future, we're going to be changing things up. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to share that with all, with, with that, with this, with all of you, and can't wait to share what's coming up. So stay tuned. The One Extraordinary Marriage Show isn't going anywhere, but it is going to be changing. Have yourselves a fantastic week. Love you guys.